0: Welcome to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today, the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, is blessed to bring you this section of the Heavenly Authority series. My husband's current sermon is from the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 24, where King David orders the census of Israel and Judah. Last time we read Joab's response to the command, where he says to the king, Now may the Lord your God add to the people a hundred times more than they are, and may the eyes of my Lord the king see it. But why does my Lord the king desire this thing? In this topic of the census, Pastor Greg has examined what the Bible says in the Pentateuch about numbering. When we left off, Pastor was discussing how any such accounting must be God-driven and not man-driven, and he exposed the error of using marketing tools in the church. Let's rejoin the Sunday message. (music) However,
1: many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of men came to be about 5,000. They increased the number of men about 5,000. So the book of Acts gives us numbers, but notice these numbers glorify God. What God has done, what the Holy Spirit has accomplished on the day of Pentecost, pouring out his gifts upon the church. It's God-driven, not men-driven. Peter doesn't sit down with, James and John and the others and say, okay, let's let's do this. Let's market Jerusalem. Let's send out a survey. Let's figure out what the people want to hear, what the people need, and then we'll tailor our message and what our church does to meet those needs. Rather, under the Holy Spirit, Peter gets up and tells them what they need. They need Jesus. That's his God-given, God-driven authority to speak out that they need Jesus. Not to establish this or that. Now, we know they had different works, right? They had a collection of food for the widows to help those who were in need. That's part of the Lord's work. They didn't need a survey to tell them, help the people. When you take a marketing survey, when you count a number to find out what people want, It implies that you're going to manipulate, change what the church does in response to the people. It's men-driven rather than God-driven. And that is not unusual in the churches today. Marketing is fine in business when you're talking about a product. You know, if if you have a stereo and people want the speakers to look this way or that way, well, then you give the people what they want. But it has no place in the church. Rather, God should drive us and tell us what to say, what to do, what he wants, and then you let the numbers fall where they may, right? Jesus had multitudes following him. They saw the loaves and fishes divided. They saw the multitudes healed. They understood he got across that water somehow other than a boat, and they were ready to make him king. But when he said a few words about salvation, they all left him. You let the numbers fall where they may. When they increase, it's to the glory of God. When they decrease, it's to the shame of men. Just think of the numbers you would have in a church if you simply eliminated whole sections of the Bible and didn't talk about them, and only talked about nice stuff, and you told people exactly what they wanted to hear what they wanted God to do as opposed to what God said he will do. Just think of the numbers, how you could fill a church up. Pentecost is God-driven. It's Holy Spirit-driven to bring the people in that should come in. Church programs too often are men-driven to tell the people what they want in order to increase the numbers of the church. Faith in numbers versus faith in God. So even Joab knows they shouldn't do this thing to satisfy the king's concerns and curiosity. Moreover, we read in the parallel account in 1 Chronicles, in 1 Chronicles chapter 21, just like you have the gospel of Matthew and Mark, you have the same account described in two places in the Old Testament here. In verse 3, It says, And Joab answered, May the Lord make his people a hundred times more than they are. But my lord the king, are they not all my lord's servants? Why then does my lord require, require this thing? Why should he be a cause of guilt in Israel? So we receive a little more of the conversation with Joab. Are they not all my Lord's servants? And here you see what David is doing wrong and why the numbers come in finally from the senses, so many from Israel, so many from Judah. Joab recognizes that God's nation is one nation and by numbering to see how many of us against them, it shows the vision in David's mind that's not pleasing to God. They are all the king's servants. Don't require this thing. It will be a cause of guilt in the land. It will bring guilt. It will bring punishment upon us. God doesn't want David to look at his nation in this way. These are my closer kinsmen, and these are those that are not so close to me. And that's important for those in authority, right? Favoritism is not good. Nepotism is not good. If you have an us-against-them mentality in any position of leadership, then you are not not the leader over all the people. And it's a house divided against itself, and a house divided against itself will surely fall. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, Paul says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how important it is that he says it. He pleads with them by the name of the Lord Jesus that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And we know in the church there's power when the church agrees. When two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, when there's agreement in the name of Jesus, there's power. And so division breaks apart God's people. Division breaks apart the power of God through his people. And David's divided mind and divided loyalty, are they not all the king's servants? It's not good in God's sight. David's not trusting the Lord. Rather, he wants a sense of his own security to know how many are close to him. In First Chronicles chapter 21, verse 4, Nevertheless, the king's word prevailed against Joab. Therefore Joab departed and went throughout all Israel and came to Jerusalem. David's desire, not the Lord's, prevailed. Verse 5, Then Joab gave the sum of the number of the people to David. All Israel had 1,100,000 men who drew the sword, those that are over 20 years old. And Judah had 470,000 men. Who drew the sword? So again, the numbers are divided and there's a division. That's what David wants to see. How many of them? How many of us? But verse 6 he did not count Levi and Benjamin among them, for the king's word was abominable to Joab. The king's word, the king's command. It seems that Joab knows enough not to include the Levites, right? That was specific in the numbering instructions in the book of Numbers according to God's direction to the Israelites and Moses. And because it's going against the Pentateuch, he sees the king's command as abominable. It's an abomination. He fears God's wrath. He also doesn't count Benjamin. And it's interesting, who would you include Benjamin with? They're kind of on the border. In the end, once the kingdom is divided down the road, The majority of Benjamin will side with Judah, so you have Judah, and remember Simeon is so small it's like divided into Judah, and most of Benjamin, and then you have the rest of Benjamin and the other tribes of Israel. Possibly the reason for not counting Benjamin was that the, remember the census is not complete. If you go ahead, we read this last week, to chapter 27 of 1 Chronicles and verse 24, It says, Joab, the son of Zeruiah, began a census, but he did not finish, for the wrath came upon Israel because of the census, nor was the number recorded in the account of the chronicles of King David. So there's not a direct numbering in the account in the chronicles, and it's not a complete number because he doesn't finish, and that's probably why Benjamin is not included, because he doesn't get a chance to complete The numbering, the wrath of God comes down, David repents, and Joab finds the whole thing abominable and doesn't finish. Verse 7, and God was displeased with this thing. Literally, it, it says, it was evil in the eyes of God. Therefore, he struck Israel. It was evil in the eyes of God. The era of man's search for power, how much power, how much possession, how much security do I have versus the faith in God Almighty. This thing is evil in the eyes of God. This greediness, this desire for control is evil in the eyes of God. And when governments seek such power, when those in a position of authority like a king or a governmental body seek power and control, that power and control can build upon itself, right? David gets what he wants here. He has the counting done. Joab can't stop him. And that power and control builds up until manipulation and slavish control becomes possible over the population and numbering, counting, stamping, reckoning, labeling, registering can play a central role in such. Consider Rome in Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, and you think of Rome, the iron grip control of Rome, of the Caesars, that all the world should be registered, all the civilized world, all the world of Rome. Rome spread out, Rome took control, and then Rome counted. It took a census, it registered. It wrote down the names and numbered the people to know what taxes could be taken, could be collected, and to control them, to know where they lived, where they went. The census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Now we know God uses it, right? God will use the evil of Rome to control all these different peoples the place messiah where he should be born, in Bethlehem. But the horror of Rome and the control over subjugated nations that you see throughout the Gospels, with the Roman soldiers marching through the streets of Jerusalem, the people in fear, the people in poverty, and Rome being smart enough to know, to keep records on them, to register and number them, is historical. When you think of control of governmental organization, and pragmatism to control you think of Rome.
0: As always, we would greatly enjoy hearing from you. Our address is Shear Jashub, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Though our P.O. Box is in Brantford, our Sunday service is at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Service is at 10 a.m., and the hall can be reached by taking I-95 to exit 61. Go south on Route 79 to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We pray the Lord Jesus blesses you as you grow in the knowledge of Him.